Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. So I was talking with my husband a few weeks ago, and he mentioned something really cool that got me thinking about resilience and the way that we think about it and the way that we experience it. And we were talking about our lawn and how the grass is growing really high and we had a lot of dandelions. And my mother-in-law was upset saying, oh my gosh, we have so many. They're, you know, they're weeds. We need to get rid of them. Maybe I should pull them out. And my husband says, did you know that dandelions have memory? Like if you cut them at a certain height, they'll grow back, but then they'll bloom lower next time. And then if you come by and you mow it again, then they'll grow back a little bit lower the next time until eventually they're able to bloom, even if they're just kind of flat on the ground so that they're still existing and thriving, but they're not getting damaged every time you come by and mow. And then they're not quite as weed-like because they're not sticking up above your grass anymore. Like you've trained them to be low. And I thought, wow, that's really amazing. And we don't often think about plants as having memory or having this ability to adjust, but clearly they do. I mean, we can train vines to grow a certain way and we know that they're going to move towards the light no matter what. But it hadn't occurred to me really to consider what they do to preserve themselves in other ways and to think, yeah, they want to grow towards the light, but they can still do that even if it means they have to be shorter in order to survive. And then that got me thinking about the ways that we adapt to our own life situations and the ways that we change who we are or how we behave in order to survive, in order to thrive better in the environment that we're actually living in. And that we tend to see that as a bad thing, (laughs) that we judge ourselves and we're like, oh, well, I just don't do this anymore. I don't try as hard in this particular area because I've just realized that I'm never going to get that far. And You know, what's amazing is that we don't have to think of that as being a detriment. We don't have to perceive the ways that we have adjusted and changed ourselves as making us less when actually it's helping us survive and do more, kind of like those dandelions. I mean, you could choose to get mowed down and just keep trying to be as tall as ever and keep getting mowed down and deal with crisis after crisis, or you can learn to, you know, be able to thrive low to the ground. And I'm sure in other areas, you know, things learn to grow taller and get out of danger's way. We think of that as maybe not ideal, but what if it is the ideal? What if that is what nature is asking of us is to adjust, to acknowledge what's really going on in our lives, to acknowledge what's actually out there and the input that it has into your life and to actually be a part of that space and to, you know, make a decision. Are you going to stay in that space? And if so, then it's completely appropriate to adjust and to thrive in that space. And if you choose to have a different strategy, if your strategy is I'm going to send out my seats far away, I'm going to move somewhere else where I can be as I am. That's also another choice, but we have those choices. And I think that it's kind of cool that we could choose 
to accept ourselves when our decision is to stay, when our decision is to figure out how to thrive where we are, because often that is our best option. Often it's, you know, the conservation of resources, or it lets you still have the support of everybody that's around you. It lets you understand where you're at because, you know, we talk about it as the devil, you know, and yeah, there's a reason that we like sticking with the devil. We know because we know what's going to happen. We know how to cope with that. We know how to thrive and we can actually put our energy, our precious energy and our thoughts and ideas towards something else because we've already managed whatever situation is going on. So what can we learn from plants, from a, from a weed, from a dandelion and how it can adjust itself so that it has a long and prosperous summer, a long life, even when faced with lawnmowers and people trying to just cut it out and tell it that it's awful. I don't know. I just saw so many parallels to how we live and how we think of ourselves. When I'm out there in the world and I have something that I want to do, you know, just like a plant, you want to like grow really tall and put yourself out there. And then what inevitably happens is things don't really go your way. It's not necessarily an ideal situation. And then someone poops on your parade and then you're sad and it didn't go well. And then what do you do? Do you shrivel up and die? Do you decide you're not going to try again? Or do you just grow and try a different angle? Do you adjust your message? I, I don't know. There's, there's so much beauty in looking at nature and looking at the way that other species are handling situations that we can draw that parallel from. And we're really not alone. We think of being human as being this, um, fantastic and original and privileged thing. But if we just back up a little bit and look at the world, every living thing, every species is dealing with their own forms of, you know, the trials and tribulations that we go through on a daily basis. And it doesn't look the same because they're not living the same life as us. <laughs> they don't have our society and our concerns, right? But there's still difficulty there's still tragedy, there's still adjustment, there's still revision of expectations. I guess that's what's fascinating about these dandelions. I'm like, they revise their expectations. <laughs> they go, okay, so we're not going to be a two foot tall dandelion. That's not going to happen for us this year. There was a weed whacker. So let's try being a foot and three quarters tall and see how that goes. And what's neat about it too, is that they don't just immediately go from, I want to be two feet tall down to, I'm just going to grow right against the ground. There's a big adjustment process that happens there. They, you know, each time the mower comes by, they come back a little bit stronger. And that also parallels this growth that we experience when we have something go wrong and it, you know, it cuts us down to size. We even have that in our language. <laughs> and we're like, ah, oh, crap, that sucked. Okay, now what? And we come back and maybe just before the bad thing was going to happen, we find something else to do and see if it works. And if it doesn't work and the lawnmower comes back and it gets us anyway, we're like, okay, but it was almost at that same height. So let's try again. And we'll just branch off a little bit earlier and try something else here. There's so much room for adjustment. And I love too, that even if you get cut down to size and it's super duper short and it's not anywhere like what you thought was going to be, these flowers, like they're still able to bloom. And I thought that was so resilient and so beautiful that 
despite adversity, despite constantly getting cut down, it's not that they're no longer able to have flowers and that's it. They're just going to be leaves. No, they're still able to have a full life. (laughs) They still have a full cycle. They're just shorter. And there's nothing wrong with that because it worked. It works and they're living and they're thriving. And I wish that I could speak the language of plants and hear from them what they think about it. And I imagine if I was able to, they'd probably say, you know what, Blaze, it freaking sucks. We don't like that this is what happened to us, but we're still living a full life and it's okay. And that's kind of what I imagine because I don't expect that anything that's been through that many bad experiences with the lawnmowers thinking they're having a ragingly awesome life. That's not a great experience, but they have learned how to cope and they know what's going to happen next. And so I turn that wisdom into my own life and go, okay, what storms do I know are raging ahead? What can I actually prepare myself for that I faced in the past? And what do I want to try different this time to see how I can live and thrive? And then if I look at my life and I go, okay, there's always this judgment about not quite being where you thought you'd be by now, or at least I have that. There's the, I thought that by now I would have everything figured out. I'd have this like remarkable millionaire career and I would just, you know, I'd have my shit together by now. And I do not, I don't have my shit together by now, but that's okay (laughs) because I'm still living. I have a full life. I'm happy. There's so many good things that are happening in my life to be thankful for right now. I've got an amazing husband. I love my daughter so much. I live with my mother-in-law and she's so, she's so fun actually. (laughs) And she's so necessary for the functioning of this household. I love my home. I like where we live. There's exciting things happening in everybody's lives around me. It keeps me engaged. I love my work. I love so much about what's happening. So even if I feel like, okay, there's stuff that I haven't yet arrived in. And, you know, by the time you hit your your 40s, your mid 40s, you start to realize like, maybe some of these things that I thought would have arrived by now might never be arriving. And that's always disappointing. But what if that's okay? What if it never quite happens the way that I thought it would happen by now? And it just happens some other way, some different way. Could I just enjoy my experience until then? Could you just enjoy your experience no matter what lawnmower has come down and mowed down your plans? Could you see like, wow, I'm here and I'm still surviving and there is a lot that that I can be grateful for and that I do enjoy on a daily basis. And I think that's so important to realize that one, we're capable of surviving crazy things and, you know, bless us for that because crazy things happen way more often than we'd like. But two, like it's the simple things. It's the every day the sun comes up, the sun goes down, we get up, we eat. There's people. I get to choose my people and who I surround myself with. I'm fortunate. I get to choose what I want for breakfast most of the time. You know, that's pretty awesome. I love being able to spend time with my daughter, to be able to see her getting ready to go to school, like all kinds of really exciting stuff that is the stuff of life. That's the stuff that creates a life that makes it worth living. And then when you think about all of the big plans that you have, what are the big plans, but a bunch of days unfolding at a time that you're experiencing and you may get to that end result or you might not. 
but if you can enjoy the experiences that get you there, I think that's what's more important than just crossing off like the finish line that you got to the goal. And that is quite a divergent topic than just talking about dandelions and how sometimes they grow flat on the ground and sometimes they're very tall. <laughs> but it gave me a lot to think about, so I thought I would share it with you. What are your thoughts about resilience? How do you think about yourself? Do you think that you're capable of having, you know, I, I think of a flower as like the fruit of your project, right? The thing that you're trying to create, the thing that you're most ambitious for, and then just having it either blow away or get chopped off. And you're like, oh, I can't, I can't do it that way anymore. It just was so fleeting. How am I going to do this again? How do you respond to that? How do you think about your ability to produce another flower? And something that really helped me with that idea was back when I, you know, completely burnt out 2014 and I had ended tattooing and I was in between everything, healing my body, healing my mind. And I thought, okay, this is where we're at. I've just been completely mowed to the ground and everything that I thought was coming or that I wanted to have happen. I just, it's not happening. So now what? And for a while I went into complete meltdown and was like, this is it. My whole life is over. It's tragic. It's ruined. Like I'm never going to do anything better than what I've already made because I thought of like, you know, my tattoo shop and those connections and my clients as like the epitome of what I could possibly create in life. And if I couldn't keep producing flowers like that, then I guess that was it for me. And I've peaked and my whole life is over and it's just downhill from there. And I'm waiting to like wilt and roll into my grave. And that, eventually felt really dramatic to me. Like seriously, Blaze, like you're not even, you're not even out of your thirties yet. Just simmer down. You're fine. It doesn't feel fine and you're not fine, but you're going to be. And one of the thoughts that helped me pull out of that depression was thinking, okay, if I'm actually at the early part of my life, if I'm expecting that my life should be like 90 or a hundred years, I'm not even halfway there yet. So are you going to just assume that more than half of your life is just moving towards death and you're not creating anything anymore? Or are you going to try again? And, you know, that's what we see with these dandelions. They're like, nope, I'm going to try again. Like I've got the whole summer, so I'm not just going to give up and die right now. I'm going to keep coming. And I thought, what if some of the best things that I do in my life, I haven't even done yet. And that one really made me stop and go like, huh, could, could that be true? And how have I been thinking about it? I've been thinking like everything that I've already done has been like the best thing I've ever done, which, you know, was true at the time. But do you want to then just stop and go like, that's it. That was the best one. I'll never have a better decision, a better experience, a better offering for the world than what I've already done. And I thought, well, that seems really unlikely, actually. And then I started to move that question into other areas of my life going like, do you think that, you know, your relationships have already hit their peak and they're, they've been at the best they've ever going to been and they're going to get worse? Or do you think you can have better relationships? And I thought, well, wait, what about people? What if I haven't even met some of the most important people to this life that I'm living? 
because I'm not even halfway through. So do I think that I'll have met every single person that's going to have a big impact on my life or that I'm going to impact greatly before I've even hit the midway mark? Or is it likely that half of them are after the halfway mark? Yeah, actually, in my mind, I think, of course, like half of the people that are important in my life might not even be a part of my life yet. And that, gosh, it just felt so refreshing and like such a relief. Like, oh, thank goodness, there's no pressure on having to have already gotten everything right. There's no pressure on having to make the exact same experiences again, because there's new things coming. There's new opportunity. I could make an entirely different flower, <laughs> right? And from there, I think that was the the turning point for me where I started peeling myself out of bed and being like, okay, it's worth getting up and figuring out where all of this exciting new stuff is going to come from or how I can contribute to it rather than dwelling in the past and going like, oh, everything, I had this beautiful thing and it, it's ruined and I've ruined it. And I felt so responsible for the ruin of everything in my life. And to be fair, you know, I'm a responsible person. I did have a lot of responsibility there. However, it's okay. You know, we learn, we grow, we change, we decide to bloom somewhere else or do something differently or just change our approach. And fundamentally, I'm still the same me, but I get to express it differently and do it again and do it again. So that's, that's a really beautiful thought. And I hope that it, it helped you a little bit too, to think like, wow, what if there's so much more coming that I haven't even experienced yet? What if there's new people in my life? What if there's new things that I could be doing that have a great impact or just are important to this life that I'm living? And they're not here yet. I don't even know what they are. And it just opens up such wonder and curiosity. And it lets you look for that to find those connections and to just enjoy the experience of it, to have that sense of wonder again, like you did it as a kid where you're like, gosh, I don't know what I'll be when I grow up. I just think I kind of want to move over here. And if you allow yourself to have that same kind of wonder in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, then you're like, oh, wow, there's like, there's many years ahead that could be really interesting rather than feeling like you're on that downward slope already. And what is the downward slope anyway? other than just a bunch of days that you're experiencing and you can experience them really however you want. And isn't that cool? My friends, it's been fun chatting with you today. I hope you have a marvelous week and I will catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.